Terrence Gerard Ford was born on March 24, 1983 in Houston, Texas. His mother, Mary, nicknamed him TJ at birth. And that means TJ Ford would have been about eight or nine years old when the Fab Five of Chris Webber, Jalen Rose, Jawan Howard, Jimmy King, and Ray Jackson completely changed the sport of basketball forever. Gone were the Bob Cousy short shorts. Hello to the bigger and baggier, the better. TJ, as you well know, picked up the sport with ease, eventually winning two Class 5A Texas State Championships at Willow Ridge High School. The University of Texas came next, where TJ's meteoric rise and record-breaking college career lasted only two seasons before the 2003 NBA draft came calling. A young man by the name of LeBron James was drafted first overall by the Cleveland Cavaliers, and James would go on to have a perfectly fine NBA career. Carmelo, Bosch, and D-Wade were also taken in 03 just before the seventh pick, who ended up being TJ Ford to the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, of the many incredible spoils of being drafted into the National Basketball Association, one of them is having your picture taken for the media, league promotions, and most importantly, basketball cards. And it was at this 2003 NBA Rookie Year photo shoot that Terrence Gerard Ford, our TJ Ford, took the greatest rookie year photos that any rookie has ever taken in the history of sports and time and space. If you know these photos I'm talking about right now without Googling them, we are family. We are the same. We're, we're together, united. We are basketball married. I can't even believe those photos exist. They're insane. If you don't know them, go to our socials, First Ballot Pod on Twitter, First Ballot HOF on Instagram. Just know this. TJ Ford put on the biggest goddamn basketball jersey that's ever existed on this planet. And then he wasn't afraid of the moment. He went out and absolutely killed his rookie year photo shoot. That is the truth. These are the things that are truly important. And this is First Ballot. Welcome to First Ballot, the podcast that celebrates the moments in sports that really matter and inducts them into the First Ballot Hall of Fame. We've got a great episode today. I'm so excited to talk to our guest and get the story behind this moment. I am your host, Neil, the long-lost Gasol brother, the podcast Jordan Clarkson, half Filipino, half Austin Reeves, Mr. Not Always Right, but Never Wrong, coming to you live from the Shack O'Neill Big and tall, executive suite, desk chair. I'm six foot three. I needed a big desk chair and Shaq delivered. Today's episode of the First Ballot Hall of Fame podcast could be sponsored by Jinko Jeans. Do you love denim and need pants, but you prefer them to be huge? Like just ridiculously large? Jinko Jeans is here for you. They're baggy. They're saggy. They're the original wide leg jeans. Do you know they still sell them online? I just looked it up online on a website. 200 bucks for Jinko jeans. I've told people this before. They can't believe it, but I swear to God on my life, I've never spent more than $45 on a pair of jeans. Never. You're almost always on sale. I won't do it. I probably look like shit in them. That's almost certainly true. But And maybe that's the point. Jinko jeans, 
They're for you when you need pants to almost be not pants. Check them out on Jinko, JNCO.com. Jinko, the first one's on me the next time you got to pay. TJ Ford's rookie year photo shoot is a great sports moment. There's no doubt about that. And here with me today to talk about what the hell happened. And if you don't know these photos, please go to our socials at First Ballot HOF on Instagram at First Ballot Pod on Twitter. I realize those should be the same. To find out what the hell happened, here with us today, very special guest. He became the first player in NCAA history to lead the nation in assists as a freshman. He led the University of Texas to their first Final Four since 1947. While leading the team in points, assists, and steals, he was the first Longhorn to win the Naismith College Player of the Year and the John Wooden Award. He was then the eighth pick in the first round of the legendary 2003 NBA draft class. He played eight seasons in the NBA for the Bucks, Raptors, Pacers, and Spurs. He was named to the 2004 All-Rookie Team, and most importantly for us, he was photographed in the biggest uniform to ever exist on planet Earth. It's the generous, the truest of point guards, Mr. TJ Ford. Appreciate the intro. <laughs> was, TJ, thank you for so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Oh, man, I, I appreciate it, man. I look forward to, you know, spending some time chatting with you about about basketball and, um, you know, things I experienced throughout my career. And this ridiculous jersey. I can't wait. I'm gonna, I, the, that's the real shame of this show is that I've got you, you. You agreed to do this out of the kindness of your heart, the generosity. I really appreciate it. And then I'm going to spend so much time talking to you about how large this uniform was. We'll get into it here. Before we do dive in, uh, please set the table for us. What's your favorite sport? I think I know. Your favorite team and your favorite athlete of all time. Now, those can be you can you can however you want to answer those questions. Favorite sport, favorite team, favorite athlete of all time. Is that a favorite sport? I mean, obviously, basketball is my favorite sport. I assumed. I assumed. Um, favorite basketball team yeah. is University of Texas. Got it. Um, what's the third one? Your favorite athlete of all time. Michael Jordan. Great answer. Do you, you were you a Bulls fan as a kid? Of course, I mean, I mean, Michael Jordan's an idol. I mean, I, I watched almost every every game Michael Jordan played since I was I was a kid. I mean, he gave me a lot of inspiration, and that's you know who I grew up want to be like, be like Mike. A hundred percent. I hated Michael Jordan as a kid because I was a Laker fan, um, and he didn't play for the Lakers, so I loathed Michael Jordan and didn't watch him as a kid because I was like, I hate that guy. Uh, I think that tells you a little bit about who I am, TJ. Um, uh, normally I tell the story behind our moment, but since you're here, TJ, if you could, please tell us what happened, what happened at this rookie year photo shoot? You're in the biggest uniform in the history of the, of space and time. What happened? What happened? How did you end up in the, the this uniform? Well, what happened was, man, we was at rookie transition, which, you know, every, player that gets drafted into the league has to go through this rookie transitional program that educates you on, you know, the transition coming from college and coming into the league. And um, during that time, we had to do some photo shoots where all the teams sent the, uh, the players in their uniforms. And uh, you, you walk into this gym and they have all these different stations, you know, for your, your headshots, your movement, you know, anything you can think of that goes on your playing cards, on the video games, the whole nine. And, uh, Man, when they unraveled my uniform and uh, <laughs> I, I held those things up, you know, it was the same size as me. And I'm asking the guy, like, who is this uniform for? It's like, this is what your team said. <laughs> like, this, is not my, this is not my size, but, you know, it's one of those things where 
man, you know, you grew up as a kid and you yes. want to be in video games. You want right. to be on playing cards. And I was one of those kids that used to collect basketball cards growing up of as a course. kid. And, you know, I wasn't going to miss my opportunity <laughs> of not being able to, to do those things. So I just threw those shorts on and made it made it work. Uh, some of the stuff they was asking me to do was, was very challenging for us dribbling, you know, putting the ball through my legs, but I figured out how to make it happen. And, <laughs> and to have that photo 20 years later, still get laughs and, and still it's, it's new to a, a lot of people every draft season, man. It's, 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 it's fun. It became a, a great meme uh, on social media. Um, and it also allows a new generation of players to identify with me, uh, you know, when I'm in person with these guys. And it, it gave me a new life uh, outside of, uh, you know, playing basketball that these kids are familiar with. So for me as a, as an NBA fan, as a basketball fan, these those pictures get dredged up every year. <laughs> Whenever rookies come into the league, those, those pictures get dredged up. And for me, it allows me in specific, but then also other fans, to appreciate and remember your career and how good you were and how you organized and ran your team. And I love that part of it. Uh, but they also are you know, uh, absolutely hysterical photos. Uh, I, I was going to ask you, one of my follow-ups is you mentioned – that like childhood dream of being on a card, like I can't get over it. So was there any part of you that was mad? I have a, a segment on the show called You Mad. Rob, play my camera on clip here. Wait, wait. You mad, you mad, you mad. Thank you so much. Uh, was, was there any part of you that was mad or were you just so excited to be here and do this that you just put the jersey on and you like were just uh, uh, optimistic and, and looking forward? Or was there any part of you that's like, I look ridiculous? Like, did you acknowledge that in the moment? No, I mean, listen, I mean, you get to put on an NBA uniform for the first time. Ugh. Obviously, you get drafted, you're in a suit, and uh, you walk across the stage, and, you know, that was the next opportunity of the experience of actually seeing what your name and your jersey looks like Ugh. in the uniform. So, for me, just being a kid, man, I, I was just all thrilled. I mean, Ugh. I wore baggy clothes most of my life. Right. Uh, that was, I mean, it was a little too big, but, I mean, <laughs> hey, man, I'm a guy that make anything works. And, uh, man, I was just so happy to put on that Bucks uniform, man, and, and, and know that I was, uh, you know, an NBA basketball player oh my at, at that moment. So that was the first time you would put on your NBA jersey? All of us, yeah. That was oh, the first my time God. Oh, shoot, right? So I still have it, too, man. I've, I've been, I need to recreate it. You um, have so, that giant jersey? The shorts are even bigger. I got oh all my God. The- TJ, yeah. you have to take a modern day picture in those. You have to. It would be so funny to see you in those again. I may have to try to recreate it there. Oh my God, that's amazing. Um, were there here are my burning questions? Were there other rookies? Were they clowning you like instantly? Like were the the guys that you were there with? Were they immediately making fun of how big the jersey was? I can't even recall. I mean, we we was in New York for I think four or five days at, at that point. Um, I think everybody was just excited to, you know, do their photo shoots. And obviously, you know, I was the only draft pick for the Bucks, so it's not like I had another teammate going through the same station right. as I did. So. Um, <laughs> No, I, I don't recall. Only thing that I can recall is the Miami Heat players were still doing their conditioning, right? They were still <laughs> oh getting their workouts in, right, on their own. Because as soon as we left there, we had to go straight, you know, to our respectable teams and get ready for training camp. So I just remember that. Everybody else, we was just, you know, doing our photos, hanging out and just chilling. But those guys was getting getting their work in. Man. 
You and you mentioned the the cards. You there? Do you know they sell? There's a basketball card on eBay with you in this, you know, that rookie year with like a piece of Milwaukee shorts. Now it's obviously not the shorts you were wearing, but a piece of Milwaukee. No, shorts. no, I mean, I think when I used to sign those exclusive card deals, um, no, the, those those are real uniforms that's on those cards that they cut up and pieced up and they sent in, and I I, I signed them so. Um, Man, it's always great having playing cards, you know, still being out here signing cards. I I still have a bunch of them myself. Uh, Every now and then I come across some some cards that uh, I I never seen before. Um, But, I mean, as as a kid, that was everything. So, for me, it it, it still is. Still, I mean, I probably got 20, 25 cards in my my kitchen that, you know, my youngest son found and and looks at and and watch over them. That's amazing. Uh, presumably this, the equipment manager, whoever's responsible for sending this uniform to this shoot is the person that probably screwed this up. Is that correct? Cast me somebody. I assume so. <laughs> then if we're blaming the equipment manager, then TJ Ford, I want you to explain this. TJ, you were looking at photos from, I believe, like a 2005 or 2006 NBA media day. Yeah. Pictures of TJ Ford and his teammates, Mike Red and Desmond Mason, and you're wearing shorts that are also still very large. Is that not the case? Nah, that's the swag then, man. (laughs) That was the swag then, man. Everybody's shorts seem a little lengthy, I would say. They really were. Uh, these, this, two, these are like again. These are like two thousand five, two thousand six. I'll put them up on the social. They're baggy. I think I want to paint a picture. I want to see how believable this could be, Your Honor. Can you imagine a scenario where TJ Ford tells the Bucks that he wants the biggest jersey ever because he wants to make a huge splash because that was the swag at the time because TJ was influenced by that uh, Fab Five team? Isn't it true that TJ Ford asked the Bucks to send the largest jersey ever, and then when it got sent and he put it on, he felt great, took the pictures, great-looking pictures, and then as the joke started rolling in, he changed his story and 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 is now blaming the Milwaukee Bucks equipment manager. Isn't that true, TJ Ford? <laughs> we will take that as true. <laughs> we will take that as, as, as true. Let's dive into our Hall of Fame credentials, uh, TJ. We have some categories that we judge our moment by. They're called our first ballot Hall of Fame credentials. The first credential, the first category, is always analytics. Not a lot of stats behind a picture. Do you remember? Do you know the size? If you have them, do you remember the size of those shorts? Probably forty-two waist. I'm 42. not sure the length of them, God, oh but I just know they had to come down to the knees. Really, really did. I mean, some of these pictures too. When they they get like a high angle picture, it really looks like they're they're dust in the floor. It's just fantastic. Do centers even wear size wear? That's the thing. Is I just want to say for a moment, TJ's. You're what? Six feet? Six one? Yeah, six foot. He's not a small guy. <laughs> that's the thing that when you're looking at these pictures you get thrown off because you're a six foot guy and the jersey's so big it doesn't even look like there's it doesn't look like there's a person on the planet that could wear that jersey <laughs> maybe Shaq anyhow um there aren't many stats behind this picture so let's dive into some of the stats behind your career do you remember a best game what was your best game in the NBA do you ha- do you have a memory of it I don't know if it was my rookie year or my the year I came back off the injury. I, uh, I think Indiana, my, I almost had a triple-double. Um, 
I think I remember scoring 36 points twice against the New York Knicks when I was with the Pacers. Amazing. Uh, had a couple game winners when I was with Toronto. One was against yes. the Clippers. Uh, had a good game against Portland. You um, had 26, 18, five, and t- five boards and two steals against Denver. 26 and 18 assists against the Nuggets in 2006. Yeah. Uh, you you beat the Clippers at the Horn over James Singleton in 06. And yeah. then you mentioned the near triple-double. You had 25 points on 8 of 14 from the field, 6 boards, 3 assists, 5 steals, and the game winner over Andre Iguodala against the Sixers in 2008. That was, that was over over uh, Iggy, too, a, a world-class defender you uh, beat, beat there at the buzzer. Fantastic game. Do you have a favorite moment from your time in the league? Like, is there uh I mean, playing know, against the best players in the world. I mean, come on. Kobe Bryant yeah. was, my, was my Michael Jordan being on the court. So, uh, being able to touch the court with, with, with Kobe Bryant up close, uh, you know, having him, you know, be a focal point, having to guard me for a game, you know, that was oh pretty gosh. cool. And, you know, we was able to share a lot of great moments. He was very genuine to me as, as a superstar when he seen me on the court, even off the court, so. Uh, I appreciate you bringing him up. I'm not the world's biggest Lakers fan. I am the world's best Lakers fan. Uh, let's talk about the time. Do you remember this? When you tried to boof it on Kobe Bryant. Do you remember trying to dunk on him? Of course. <laughs> close. I was what, close. What happened in that play? Do you remember? Of course. I mean, he put it on the glass. He blocked it so That's bad. Right. <laughs> I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you trying to to, to dunk it on him though. It's fantastic. I had just came back off a hamstring injury, and uh, I think that was like one of my first games back. And I, I yeah, I really tried. To That's punch it. Him. That's it. You would have put. You would. You would have absolutely punched it on him if it wasn't for that hammy. TJ, when did you know you were going to make the NBA? Like, when did it sort of like become real that you're like, oh, I I think I'm going to make the NBA. What was there a point? Was there a moment? Freshman in college, leading leading the leading the country in assists. Yeah. So what do you? So you're thinking that as a freshman in college, are you? And again, I, I should, I should have probably made the NBA. I didn't. I didn't make the NBA. Uh, I probably, you know, I, I could have been in there. I was like a Luke Walton, Anthony Mason hybrid. But listen, this isn't about me, TJ. Uh, as you think that as a freshman in college, what happens? Are you? Are you? Can you? How can you take college seriously? Are you only thinking about like protecting your body? Like what happens as you as that dawns on you that realization that I could play in the league? How do you approach the future? Well, for me, I mean, all the things I did as as, as a freshman, I, I knew personally that it was it was more that I could have put into my into my craft. I felt like I dominated college basketball as a freshman, and mm-hmm. I, I did not work hard in my own opinion and I knew that um you know for me I always wanted to be a a top five basketball player top five Mm -hmm. pick was the ultimate goal and uh coming into you know that's my sophomore season the the summer it was all about me getting better and and taking Mm -hmm. everything serious for being in the weight room being uh putting extra reps in uh and then the the 2003 draft we mentioned the legendary 2003 draft uh, what's it like to hear your name to walk across shake uh, Stern? Was it still Stern? Yeah, it must have been Stern. Yeah, David what's Stern. it like to shake his hand? What was that moment like to be drafted? Uh, I mean, being in Greenman was very nervous, right? Um, so it's a lot of stuff going on on draft day when it's when it's actually televised. You know, what picks, if it's trades, but you know, walking across, getting your name called number one and being able to embrace your family that's at the table with you, 
Um, it's the ultimate thing. And then, you know, you always dreaming of walking across the stage, shaking the, the commissioner's hand and putting that hat on. And it's something you'll never forget. Um, it sticks with you forever. Um, and, and for me, just being able to know that it changed my, my family's dynamics for, yeah. for the rest of my life, as long as Ugh. I continue to what a you know, make good choices and the right decisions financially. And we was able to do all those things. Fantastic. God bless you guys. Uh, you, you, I just, I looked this up. You and Daniel Ewing were on the same high school team. You guys must have slaughtered kids. Team. I mean, we played together from freshman year in high school. Oh my God. So I seen you in high school. <laughs> I read that you guys were 75 and one in high school. Yep. Two, six, six championships back to back. Six Golly. Games in a row. <laughs> uh, Who'd you lose to? Man, a local team called Clemens High School here in Houston. <laughs> so, Do you still remember that game? Triple overtime. Yeah, I fouled oh, out. Oh, my God. And you found out overtime. Yeah, we lost it like triple overtime. Oh, that's brutal. And meanwhile, who was – was there someone on Clement that was – oh, no. I mean, you had good – yeah, solid yeah, teams, yeah. solid players, but, you know, nobody would be familiar with. It's funny that there's someone in the country right now uh, that – went to Clement High School that's like that's one of the best moments of my athletic playing career that I beat TJ Ford and Daniel that someone is is all gassed up anytime that game comes up as much as you go yeah it's the one game we lost we won all the you know state championships me and you we slaughtered teams there's some dude that played for Clement that's like hell yeah we beat those guys well, we haven't we haven't we haven't heard from those guys yet. <laughs> I don't know why but we, we haven't heard from those guys so <laughs> Uh, when you were in the league, uh, was there a place, was there a city that you loved to play in and why? Um, Atlanta. 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 Tell me why Atlanta. I love playing in Atlanta. I love that arena. Uh, I just – so many black people in attendance in Atlanta. That's <laughs> <laughs> like the most black people in the arena, right, is Atlanta. So just the culture there, yeah. right, Um the way that they come out and, and support, whether it's, you know, before games, during games, they always had good talent because they had Mike Bibby, Joe Johnson. Mm. They had a, a good elite team when we was there. So it was always great crowds and a good good atmosphere. The, uh, the You also love playing on December 20th. You had uh, your game winner against the Clippers on the 20th of December in 2006. And then that game, the game winner over Iguodala in 08, that 25-point Six really? board, three assists, both on the twentieth of December. So if you're if you're feeling spry this upcoming twentieth of December, go out and cook somebody. Cook your son. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that. I, yeah, I, didn't know that. I, I kept double checking because I was like, wait a minute, am I looking at the wrong date? But yeah, two years apart, the twentieth of December, both of those game winners you hit. Well, that's pretty good because I'm pretty sure if you look at my stats in December, I was not a great player in December. <laughs> so I, I'll take I'll take that December 20th because that's probably one of the few days that I did <laughs> well in December because of Christmas time. So I, I, I'll take that. As a true point guard, again, that's how I think of you. As a dyed-in-the-wool true point guard, TJ Ford, do you have a favorite pass in the NBA? doesn't have to be your own do you have a favorite pass from growing up that you remember is there a pass from the nba that you go god damn i love that pass i mean i was a guy who liked to throw passes in between small windows mm -hmm. right 
is there know? is there like a highlight, like a Magic Johnson highlight, an Isaiah Thomas? And again, I don't mean to put this on you, but I look at you and I remember your game, and I go, my God, this kid had to have grown up watching Isaiah Thomas, being like, I'm going to play just like that. Was there is there a highlight pass from one of those guys that you looked up to growing up that you go? Oh, I love that. I, I remember this play from this NBA VHS tape that I used to put it pop into my my VCR when I was a kid and, and rewatch this play. Is there a is there a past that you remember from from your childhood? Me or just from the actual play? I mean, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, I grew up watching Magic Johnson and no look passes. Right. Uh, yeah. Isaiah Thomas being able to be so crafty with his handles and still be able to have that thing under control and on the string and. And he was also a really, really good passer. Probably very underrated passer because we never talk about his passing skills. So yes, sir. Um, though, you know those guys. I, I, I Michael Joy was a hell of a passer. People don't realize as much as he scored. I mean, he was a really elite passer. So you know, I took a little bit of all these guys' games that I idolized and grew up watching, and just took pieces of it and created who I you know, created TJ Ford. I love um, Shaq as a passer, too. I always felt like Shaq was a great passer and never got sort of acknowledged for that because he's huge and just can look over dudes, which is all 100% true, but a great passer. He was fantastic in the post, Shaq. One yeah. of the best. Uh, the next credential is a MVP, what's the most valuable part, slash posterizer. Are there any great images from this moment? Uh, um, slash eye test. We're going to look at your rookie year photo shoot and talk about these photos. Truly legendary. I'm going to flip through them again. They're on our socials at first ballot HOF on Instagram at first ballot pod on Twitter. You've, they've got you jumping, <laughs> throwing passes. These, these sneakers, these are their Adidas sneakers. Is that true? Yeah. So, you know, I had an exclusive shoe. Me and Desmond Mason had an exclusive shoe with Amazing. Adidas. And uh, that was only sold in finish line. That was our personal, personal shoe. So Amazing. coming into my rookie year, we we had our own shoe. Do you have a pair of those, like in a lucite box in your house? Still, you? Got uh, I still got a few of them. I mean, oh I used to have. God. Amazing. I used to have hundreds of them, but now I'm just down to maybe two pairs. <laughs> Amazing. That's another childhood dream. Like seeing that jersey for the first time, getting your own shoe. I mean, good God, what a, what a blessing. Um, uh, here are some pictures as I'm flipping through them. Here are some pictures taken by a Jennifer Potheiser. It looks like she knew to minimize how giant the jersey was. It looks like these were a bit more styled, tucked in a bit more, <laughs> rolled up a bit. She tighter on the frame. Uh, my hat's off to Jennifer Potheiser. She did a great job. Um, let's keep going. There's uh, these. I mean, th these are this is like iconic. There's this photo here of a, of a spotlight on you in these shorts. Look at those shorts. I mean, good God Almighty! You see, like I don't know, six inches of your shin in these photos. Just shows you how skinny I was coming into the league. <laughs> <laughs> this is the. I this to me is the classic TJ Ford rookie photo. You holding up the. And again, they put the camera up high here. It's like sort of a higher angle shot. So the shorts are literally, they come down to the tops of your sock and the back leg. It's just yeah. insane. Yeah. What an insane photo. Super funny. All fantastic. Yeah. There, Here's one. I had not seen this by Fernando Medina. Took one of you taking, <laughs> I can't even get through it. You're taking a jump shot on the court. <laughs> <laughs> because your arms are up, it's pulling the jersey up so we can see how much it's stuffed into your shorts. This, the jersey is still billowing. There's something about you having your arms up and still covering so much of your torso and frame and legs. It's truly a legendary photo. Just fantastic. 
and then this is the other one I wanted to get your comment on the classic street ball image. You look like you were having fun in this uh, photo shoot, and I appreciate that. What was it like? I mean, anytime you could do exclusive things and create content um, and, and and try to capture the moment uh, through you know through the lens of the photographers is great. That's a great photo right there. That's it's great. Cool. The, the street ball one is so good. Yeah, this is fantastic. And you agreeing to do this stuff, and I, I now that I know, now having heard you explain that this you know that's the first time you put on your jersey it's like a dream come true i feel like i see that in all of the photos like the excitement the fact that you're you know uh, at this shoot they're asking you to do things it looked like you tried everything they asked you you're going between your legs you're jumping up the dunk you're taking layups you're crossing over they've got you in front of clouds uh it just <laughs> is uh fantastic these are just uh chris Covada, another a photographer here that took your took your photo on this day just fantastic um again here's a crossover john greishup uh took this photo uh just absolutely fantastic i really appreciate it. do you have a favorite photo in this series do you have a favorite moment from this day i mean you got to go to the classic photo it's nothing better than with me holding the ball in the air this one you know i think that's one of the classic photos that people <laughs> see all the time that surface and create the memes so it's I so think good. that one is it. There's something about it being those purple Bucks jerseys too. There's something about the color purple that's like just so ostentatious that you kind of can't look away. Like for a strange reason, you. I mean, obviously it's the size, but then the color is additive here. You can't look away from how big these jerseys are. It's like you can't hide them. You're on a you're on a white seamless backdrop. You're TJ Ford. You're six feet tall, and those jerseys are just on Front Street. There, it's just an amazing photo shoot. My hats off to Jess. This is a picture taken by Jesse D. Garibrand. Uh, a fan, just a fantastic series. I really appreciate you uh, approaching this with excitement. That photo shoot, and then coming on the show to talk about it. just fantastic. Thank you so much for doing it, uh, TJ. I've got a little game that I want to play with you. It's called Versus. I'm going to ask you a series of questions that pits your former teammates against each other i need you to answer each question and if you answer these questions correctly i will of course play my stone cold et oh hell yeah sound effect tj stone cold et is one of the funniest dudes that ever lived i i love the sound effect and honestly me explaining all of this is beneath you you would just go with it if you answer the question incorrectly which you really can't do because you're the basketball expert and also these are just opinion questions but if i think you've answered this question incorrectly i'm going to play the family feud buzzer sound effect do you understand the game tj let's do it here we go uh, the versus rob theme music versus uh one-on-one -on -one, your teammates if if rasho nesterovich and andrea bargnani played one-on-one -on -one, who would win bargnani Oh, absolutely right. Yeah. Bargnani, great player. Uh, who was the better Southpaw, Mike Red or Manu Ginobili? I think, for me, in my experience, I'm going to go with with Michael Red. Wow. I didn't get to, oh, hell, I didn't get to play yeah. many games with, with, with Mono. Right. I love that answer. Who was the better dunker? These questions are getting tougher as we go on. Who's the better dunker, Fred Jones or Desmond Mason? Ooh man! <laughs> That's a, you. You tell me. You you break it down. You got uh, Desmond Mason. Wow! Yeah, Desmond Mason. A fan, maybe the most underrated dunker I can think of. Desmond Mason. He he he, he received a lot of of my passes for dunks <laughs> when we were with the Bucks. 
For sure. You know, for sure. Throwing it up to Desmond Mason must have been a blast. Man. Huh, of course. Just throw it up there. He's going to get it. You know, he was a good guy that ran the break. And he also, in, in half court, he was a good slasher for me. So, yeah, Des- Desmond Mason will be my choice on that one. Uh, next question. Uh, again, all TJ Ford teammates. Who was your best white teammate? Was it Josh McRoberts or Tyler Hansbro? Probably Tyler. I'm going to go Josh McRoberts there. No, you're <laughs> what about Jeff Foster or Mike Dunleavy or Keith Van Horn? How about those three guys? Who's the better player? Jeff Foster, Mike Dunleavy, best Keith player. Van Horn. Best player. Jeff Foster. Oh, Let's go. Yeah. Who's the better defender? James Posey or Roy Hibbert? James Posey. Wow. I know you're good friends with James Posey. Is there any chance it's just a little bit of homerism here? No. I mean, that's that's one of my guys. We, we're super close. But, I mean, look at James Posey's track record. You know. Great defender. Uh, oh, hell yeah. I hated playing. That's as well. So, so, so no, that's Posey hands down. I love it. Uh, I hated um, when he played for the Celtics and then my Lakers played him. I hated James Posey. He has a special place in my life as a guy that I hated because of how good he played against the Lakers. Uh, who's the best teammate you ever played with? Best teammate you ever played with. Who was the best? Bosh, Kawhi, Tim Duncan? Bosh. Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh. Fantastic. Chris Bosh. Oh, hell yeah. Were you, that's, the end of, that's the end of verses. Fantastic. You did a fantastic job. Uh, were you a trash talker when you played? Mm. No, not really. Did, who 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 trash talk? I was talk- some stuff, but I'm, I'm not. I wasn't yeah, yeah, a yeah. trash talker. Who 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 did trash talk a lot at the position? Anybody that you remember talking a lot that you played against? Mm, probably she was. <laughs> she. <laughs> Would he say stuff to you directly? Was he trying to get in your head, or was he just a guy that talked all the time? I just talk all. I mean, him and Kevin Garnett. <laughs> <laughs> those those two guys did a lot of a lot of talking um, throughout the game uh, to everybody, players, <laughs> refs, coaches, whole nine. So KG those ever, great guys, great guys. KG ever say anything nasty to you? KG's no, no worries. Thank you. No, nah, nobody never said anything made me want to fight them. No. <laughs> I knew I would win anyway. <laughs> the next credentials, Twitter fingers. Any great tweets about this? Our moment, of course there are. My God, these, this short, this rookie photo, this rookie photo session uh, just lives on Twitter. Um, Willie Kidman posted a picture of Adam Sandler in giant baggy shorts and wrote Adam Sandler out here hooping in TJ Ford shorts, bro. This shit is crazy. Yeah. yeah I saw, I saw that. Yeah. I saw, I saw, <laughs> and Kane. Like with a, with a big, big white t-shirt or a big yes. t-shirt. <laughs> Adam Sandler uh, playing in like a, an IZOD, a giant IZOD in baggy shorts. Fantastic. Sandman. Uh, Kane Pittman also tweeted, uh, all-star 2021 skills challenge station idea. Dribble between your legs 10 times in the TJ Ford length shorts. That'd be a a fantastic thing to add to the skills challenge. Don't you agree? I don't know about that. (laughs) TJ. (laughs) (laughs) We mentioned you were in the famous legendary 2003 NBA draft. I'm going to read you some names and I want you to tell me if the name I'm reading is made up. Or if this is a person that was actually in the 2003 NBA draft, are you ready? 
Yeah. Here we here we go. Troy Bell. Was Troy Bell a real basketball t- player real. taken in the 2003 NBA draft, or is he made up? Nah, he, he was in a draft. I think he went to Minnesota. A, a sixth pick? Taken, he was taken by Boston, traded to Memphis. The 16th pick, pardon. Okay. Uh, here's the next name. Andreas Gliniadakis. Is that a real basketball player, or did I make it up? I don't know who that is, so I'm assuming you made it up. <laughs> That is a real basketball player. Take with the last pick in the 2003 draft. Uh, uh, what about Rick Rickard? That's a, uh, Rick Rickard. He was my class. Yeah, big time house out of Minnesota. Yeah, Rick Rickard. That's, that's right. Rick. Mr. Yeah. Basketball in Minnesota went to the University of Minnesota, taken with the 55th pick by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Fantastic. You got one right there. Uh, no, you got two. Troy Bell as well. The last one here. Ramon Vandehair. Is Ramon Vandehair a real basketball player in the 2003 Never NBA draft? Never heard of him. Ramon Vandehair was the 52nd pick. He was a 7-foot-3-inch center from the Netherlands taken by the Raptors. I don't think he ever really? played in the league. Ramon yeah, Vandehair. I've never heard those names. I like to think that I remember all the dudes that got drafted. And those those four names, I was like, I don't remember them. Uh, do you have memories of Darko Milicic also taken in that in that draft? Yes, Any Darko thing? memories? Sure. What was Darko like to play against? I mean, she didn't really get a lot of minutes. <laughs> I don't know those heydays. I mean, yeah. I thought he was a talented player, but when yeah, you got big dude pop, too, bigger than I remember. You know, everybody knew that was that was that was a you know a championship team, veteran team. So yeah, um, I, I thought he had his moments where he did pretty pretty well. No, I mean, um, I wouldn't say that he had a terrible or bad career. I, I think he, uh, I, th- yeah, I think he did okay. You had a three-quarter court heave to to uh, uh, yep, against the Bulls. Yeah, against the Bulls, that's exactly right. Twenty eleven, first round. I think it's desperately sad that players don't heave it anymore. I again, I grew up on all those VHS tapes. They're like chock full of dudes throwing it full court. You know, buzzer beaters going in, everybody losing their minds. I love that. It doesn't happen anymore. People are constantly thinking about their shooting percentage. Did you, when you play, did you ever think about not heaving, or were you always heave, heave it guy? Uh, if I feel good, I would chunk it up. But if I did, <laughs> and then I would. <laughs> Most guys, that's what they would do: make sure they hit the horn before they throw it up there. But yeah. If I felt good, I was launching that thing. TJ, you are a career development counselor uh, with the NBA Players Association Career Development Program. Do you have any work you're particularly proud of there? Anyone that you've spoken to that's getting ready to retire? Anyone that's sort of you know blazed a new path after their career that you're uh, excited to have been a part of? I mean, all players. I mean, I've been doing it for five years now, and Amazing. you're helping a lot of guys transition um, from on the court to off the court, and you're also giving guys the exposure of learning other skill sets um in the off season we have a broadcast you program we have a technology mm. program um you have a real estate program um you have a youtube program so we have a bunch of different programs that specialize in what players have a major interest in it allows us to bring some of the best experts in to give these guys great information and knowledge base for them to be able to decide whether they like that industry don't like that industry or just educate themselves uh, a little bit more, and quite frankly, we we have a lot of NBA guys that are doing successful off the court. And obviously, mm-hmm. you, you hear the guys or hear the stories of guys going broke, but you have a lot of guys that are doing amazing things in different spaces and in different lanes that just may not be seeking out the attention and 
just may not be paying attention. So I think these programs have been very successful. For sure. And it's been good for a lot of the players that have engaged in these programs. It's really great that you guys do it. How did you get involved in that? Like, how is it that you... Bobby Simmons. Oh, Bobby's Bobby Simmons. Bobby Simmons was a career, career counselor before me, and uh, opportunity came about, and he just called and asked would I uh, be willing to, to, you know, join uh, the career development department for the PA and be able to instill and take my experience and mentorship and, and give it to the next generation of athletes. And, you know, I've been on board ever since. Uh, and Bobby Simmons, I believe, has that um, sneaker store. Uh, yes. Yeah, which I, we, we, I went to. I went and shot with uh, Marshawn Lynch there. Um, Bobby was great. Um, yeah. uh, uh, TJ, I see the clock is winding down on us. It's almost time for America's favorite podcast segment. It's called More Important. TJ, I have an important question to ask you. Okay. You were the eighth pick in the now famous 2003 NBA draft. TJ Ford, in your opinion... Which player from the 2003 NBA draft had the best NBA career? LeBron James. Oh, I'm sorry, DJ. We don't have time for that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We all know it was Zarko Kabarkaba. Uh, no, let's see. <laughs> TJ, Who, that is? Who is that? That's a guy. Zarko Kabarkaba. Zarko Kabarkaba <laughs> was drafted in 2003 to someone. I can't remember, but I'll never forget that name. Zarko Gabarkaba. Uh, we know that he's playing somewhere, cooking somebody. Uh, no, TJ, it's time for something more important. Here we go. I'm about to ask you a series of questions. Your answer to these questions will all be more important than the, the bullshit you were just about to lie and say about who uh-huh. had the best career. Uh, your, these, your answer to these questions will define who you are as a person on this planet. Here we go. Are you ready? Let's go. TJ, what is your favorite cereal? Frosty Flakes. Oh, a great, great answer. What is your favorite movie, TJ? Do you have a favorite movie? Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood, fantastic. Do you have a favorite sports movie? Love and Basketball. Oh, I love that. I love that answer. Uh, what is your favorite guilty pleasure snack food? Honey bun. Oh, oh I love that. I was just talking. Like, honey bun, to, to me, a honey bun is the king of the bodega snack food. A honey bun, those are fantastic. I like them frosted way over the top, or whatever. They're delicious. Uh, do you? Next question, and more important, do you know that if you invested in a Ford dealership, you could call it TJ's Ford? Did you know that? That's the question. No, I didn't know that. You I, could I, do I, that. You could do that. You could. You could Ford buy. Dealership. Yeah, you could buy a Ford dealership <laughs> called TJ's radar. Ford. The commercials make themselves. It's just something to think about, TJ. Uh, the the next question: uh, Who do you believe has the best handles you've ever seen? Who's the best at ball handling? Jason Williams. White chocolate. White chocolate. Let's go. A, a first ballot Hall of Fame legend and patron saint, Jason Williams. Great answer. Uh, growing up in Texas, did you ever play football? Yeah. What's the great at the high school? What, what position did you play? Quarterback, running back, receiver. Look at that. Did it all. He did it all. What's the best college football game you've ever seen? I'm leading you somewhere. What's the best college football game that you, Texas graduate, TJ Ford, ever saw? Uh, probably last season, I would say Texas versus Alabama. The beginning of the season, that was a really classic game for me. Oh, great answer. Uh, what's the, what's, is there a play in your playing career? Is there a play? Was there a moment that you've seen that you can't believe? Was there an incredible dunk? Was it Shaq housing somebody? Was there a, a, a buzzer, a game winner, buzzer beater, you know, against you? Was there a play from your playing career that you can't believe that you saw it? 
Oh, that's just me dunking on Chris Cayman, my review. There it is. <laughs> dunking on Cayman. A fantastic answer. Uh, and the last question, more important, who is your favorite cigar entrepreneur? Yeah, I was going to say my wife who has a cigar <laughs> uh, that she's launching here uh, in a couple weeks. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with my wife. I know a bunch of guys smoke cigars. <laughs> and I was trying to figure out how to cue that, but you beat me to it. <laughs> so if you're a smoke, cigar smoker, I'll make sure when she uh, get ready to launch, we send you some. That's so exciting. Uh, how did she get into that? Just her and her girls, just hanging out and I just trying that. to, um, you know, gain the experience of, of women and, and showing that, um, you know, culturally women... Um, can perceive in a good life, even though they smoking cigars, you know, in the past and uh, growing up as a kid, you know, women smoking and doing have all these stereotypes. And now it's kind of been being broken and being um, just in a different light. So I, I think I was just exposing the, the, the culture that women enjoy doing things that's considered more, you know, I guess, masculine or manly. It's uh, it's so cool that she she's getting into this, and and I'm so excited to see her uh, product coming out. Very exciting. Uh, everybody should should check her out and support her. Uh, TJ, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really really appreciate it. If you bear with me for just a moment, I would like to bestow a title upon you, TJ. I cannot call you the official NBA player of the First Ballot Podcast because Gerald Henderson came on and beat you to that. Though I do like the starting lineup this show is putting together. Gerald Henderson on the wing, defensive player. TJ Ford, the great TJ Ford running point, organizing my team. I'm I'm liking this team that I'm putting together. I want to bestow something upon you, the title of the official rookie year photo shoot of the first ballot Hall of Fame podcast universe. TJ Ford, oh my God, congratulations. You must feel fantastic in this organization as far as I'm concerned. In this organization, you will always have the finest rookie year photo shoot of all time. Congratulations, TJ. I appreciate it, man. I, I, oh I enjoyed God. it, man. It was a lot of fun talking with you. Likewise. Uh, how can people follow you? Uh, how can how can they support you? Man, I'm on Instagram, TJ uh, underscore Ford. I post a lot of stuff of things that I'm doing uh, within the basketball community, things that I'm doing at home with mentoring and educating um, kids. Um, and also on Twitter is TJ, uh, I think TJ underscore forward. So most of the stuff I do, I'm using Instagram and, uh, that's kind of where I showcase a little bit of things that I do on my daily, you know, daily life. It's, uh, we really appreciate you coming. It's so nice to have met you. It's so nice to see you healthy. We thank God for that. Uh, TJ Ford, thank you so much for coming on the show. No problem. That's it. That's the show. My big thanks to Mr. TJ Ford. So kind and generous with his time. And again, an absolute legend for not just wearing that gigantic jersey, but absolutely just slaughtering that great photo shoot. Fantastic. A memory forever. Truly NBA lore. May his plaque hang in the first ballot Hall of Fame forever. Credits. The show is produced by Jessica Singh, edited by Rob Babarucci. Rhythm J makes the beats. You know that. Follow him on socials at Rhythm J. I really appreciate you listening to the show. Thank you so much. Don't forget to rate and review us. We can really use the help. We're all we got. The show keeps growing. Please come back next week for more First Ballot.